Okay, yeah. Hello. Um, <laughs> today I am recording with Sam Sichangi. Samuel Sichangi. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just call you Sichi and I've just always called you that. Um, but those are your names. Um, those, are, those are your stage names too, right? I mean, my stage name is Sichangi. Sichangi. My yeah. bad. Sichangi. Uh, yeah, so I'm not. I, I was saying to him before, I'm not going to introduce you, so you can introduce yourself, which is what I do to everyone, and then they pick out, and then they say whatever they say. So here's your moment. Damn. Shine. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the only way I can introduce myself. Hmm. Um, hey man, I'm just, I'm just a person. <laughs> That's fair. I'm just someone else trying to, trying to do something with their life. Okay, that's dope. <laughs> yeah, Just a, a person is a big thing. Like being a person is a lot. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a task. It's, it's it's almost like a job, but it's not really a job because you didn't sign up for it. Yeah. But you know. Now you're here, so you have to exist, and you have yeah. to figure out how you exist. Um. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I guess when you think you know it, you just realize like you don't know anything. Very much. <laughs> Very you don't know anything and you can't plan for things. And if you catch a drift, I'm talking about COVID. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and life that's in general, but that's just one of those things. Um, what do you do? What do you do? What do I do? Mm. Um, oh, I can say what I know you do or okay. what I think you do. First of all, I met you as a student. <laughs> You know what I remember the other day? Okay, if this is... If you don't want this to see just let me know and take it out. That's fine. No, when we were in BTEC, which is where I met you, there's yeah. a... Because we, we used to have a studio. And I remember you used to hustle like lunchtime because you wanted to go to the wow. studio. But for me, it was like, bro, we spent the whole day in the freaking studio. I just wanted to have a lunch break. But I got, like, I understood, like, because, you know, there's those things for not everyone can access the space. Um... Yeah, anyway, fast forward. You actually are a pretty cool producer. Thank you. Uh, and I guess that's that was that thing where you were trying to hustle for studio space. And I was just like, oh my God, stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then it, it worked out is what I'm saying. Your persistence yeah. has made you, or at least brought you to the point where you're a producer and a DJ. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a producer but producing is one of the things that i utilize as a tool to get my ideas out so i'd say i'm a creative and just an artist in general like a sonical ninja or something <laughs> like that is sonic it? ninja is really cool I, th- I think you should use that who's that that's you a, that's did you just say sonic ninja no i said like a sonical ninja yeah, isn't that what? Isn't that the same thing I'm saying? Oh, I thought you were saying that's a person. Oh no, I was no, like, no, 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 no! <laughs> <laughs> Does not exist. Just Could like be a you. <laughs> Could if it's be. you, can claim it now, but yeah, it's too late. I can lumber down. <laughs> I can lumber down. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, cool. I mean, like, I've kind of grown into like doing a lot of different things in the sense of. Um, just learning how I want to express myself, learning different ways in which I can express myself. Um, so I started writing as well, like maybe three years ago. But now is when I've gotten to the point where I feel like I'm comfortable enough to call myself a writer. 
um, because the things that I'm trying to write uh, or express through writing as another tool are actually coming into fruition well instead of thinking about what you want to talk about and then saying some really corny shit because you don't know how to talk about it in a a way that's unique to you or that pertains to your experiences so you try and write like your favorite writers your favorite rappers your favorite singers and you're always picturing it in their voice so then now when it comes out your mouth you're like what is this this is not what i was hearing in my head um and even in terms of like the words you use or like the flows so yeah it's just been it's taken me like three years to start finding like my identity as a writer and then now like being able to merge the two like because at some point i was like i need to be if i'm writing i need to be able to do justice to my own beats because like i'd been producing for a while and working on it working on it like a lot like i actually spent a lot of hours working on just production so it got to a point where i was just like okay i don't want to have this thing that's really good and then you know put myself on just because i'm the one who produced it because there's artists i wouldn't work with because i feel like their flows are elementary or what 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 Mm. so it's just like okay how can i tell them that and then now put myself on my song just because i can't and then my flows are like elementary and all that shit so i was just like nah let me actually get to a point where i can do it justice so yeah and then now just learning how to balance those out with engineering um me being my own engineer my own mixing engineer mastering engineer coding engineer um so that was like a trippy journey and still is because it's always continuous but i guess i mean the course helped the engineering course helped um well since people don't know i I, I'm still not done with this course, by the way, because fuck Corona. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm studying audio engineering and technology, um, which is very different from making music because yeah, it's a lot of physics and maths and bio yeah. and all this other stuff. So people really just think oh, I just go to school and fold cables. Gosh. You know, but I'm just like. The basic. That's that's what you <laughs> learned in the first hour. Literally. Literally that's what <laughs> and I was it's a lightweight to do cables too. Yeah, just, it's you know, not it's a just skill, like man. You funga, have to practice. You know. Um. So Shameless. yeah, I mean, like, that's why I don't know what to call myself or how to introduce myself. Cause I'm just like, man, I'm just like a whole, like a mashakura. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see what you mean, I see what you mean. So yeah, creator, I'd say. Because I think creator, as opposed to creative, just, you know, you make things happen, and then different things. It's kind of like, it's really just orchestrating that whole process. Because, I mean, I'm not managed by anyone as well, so it's just like me even envisioning which artist could be on what song or now what i can do or what i recognize someone else can do better so they should do it on that song um and then just i don't know supervising that whole process myself so it's just very it's it's like what i do is orchestrate a lot of things including myself right yeah you're your own person yeah 
for a lot of things. Yeah. I hear that. I used to do that as well. In fact, this podcast was the, was it, and that's why th- there's a point I burnt out, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, I need to chill. But I was I was like, oh my god, I have these skills. Like I can engineer this stuff. Um, and it was from that interest. I was like, oh, you know, I was interested in radio. I was doing like. At that point, I was not broadcasting stuff. I was just like a, a techie at the station who was mm. helping people out with stuff. So I had that experience. And I was like, oh, well, I can't get a radio show. So I might as well give myself something that I can do for myself. Um, yeah, so I was my own, <laughs> was my own producer. So hitting right. up people, emails, whatever, and then engineer it and then edit it and, you know, mix it and everything, put it out, which was fun. And I think for me, it was a learning process. And it just taught me a lot because then I had this whole other life now of have gigs because when I finished uni, I had to do. And in some gigs, I'm producing other gigs, I'm being a performer. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, um, how do you manage? There's so many different personas, what I'm saying. And there are people who literally do not know I'm an engineer. They're like, what? You do that too? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you find yourself doing a lot of things. Yeah, and they come naturally. Like, for you sure. don't. Really not necessarily push. for us. It's you just, just find like, yourself like, oh, okay, I guess I can do that too. Yeah. And it's cool and I enjoy it, so I'll do it. That's how I got into producing. It's so much fun. Oh my God. Not music, like shows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make music. Well, both are fun sometimes, but they can be frustrating. Yeah. 100%. So many things can come into play. But I like what you said about even like, you know, knowing who's good for what and when to, you know, delegate yeah, um, or give to. something out like a song. This would sound better with this person or they do it better than I would. Yeah. And I think that's important, especially within artistry, to just also recognize when things are not working. For sure. But I mean, that's how you learn to do it better so that at some point you can now do that part. Just as long as you recognize that you're at that point where you could be better at this mm. this specific part. So you get someone else to do it and you, you learn from that and then continuously as you keep on doing that in different places, the more songs you make, then at some point you're just like, okay, cool, I can actually see how this is structured and how to do it. So let me like give it a stab. So yeah, it's a, it's a pretty interesting process as opposed to people who are just like, yeah, dude, now just because I want to say it, there's no features on my album, I'll do everything, write the choruses, and then like just seeing them, it's just like, it doesn't matter as long as I'm happy with it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. But if you have to also recognize what kind of level then you're pushing it as because you you don't want to necessarily say, yeah, I'm the greatest artist in Kenya because I've done all my shit solo, yet the music doesn't necessarily speak. Like you're louder than the music. So Whoa. the music doesn't like speak to that. So it's just like, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't even get like a, if you know you're better at rapping and now you've just gotten into trying to do hooks and like using your singing voice in a certain way, um, then get like a songwriter to help you if you feel like you're better with verses, get a, get, get a songwriter to help you on the choruses and just credit them. But a lot of people mm. just have like ego issues. Yeah. Oh my God. I like what you said about songwriters because that's something I think about all the time. <laughs> when I hear some songs, I'm like, this was going your so f- well until this point. Artists, all your favorite hey! A lot of your favorite artists have songwriters for like stuff like choruses, especially when they're taking like a new direction mm. and it's a super new genre. 
then they know that they can't be as accurate as the people who are reigning in that genre but because they've already done some dope shit and they're already at a level where they're expected to be always with the best people at the top then they have to recognize that i need a songwriter to write this hook or give me the melody or yeah. you know and then now it'll pop and um people will just be like oh my god this person this person's the best cough cough beyonce this person's <laughs> the best what 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 i'm just like nigga she has a fucking team of course the visuals are gonna be dope because she has millions to spend on that shit yeah and obviously like she has her input but at the end of the day there's so many hands involved like you know in making it work because there's so many people who song wrote for her even um on on that album that lion king album and i'm just like man people would just always say beyonce 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 i'm like beyonce didn't even write that song she just sang it my i think beyonce is a great entertainer yeah and performer. exactly and that's that's it for, for sure me. She's, <laughs> she's an entertainer for sure and like her voices and she can she sing. has the voice of an angel yeah but yeah outside of that and she's a smart businesswoman 100 she's a very smart businesswoman you can't take that away from her and I so think hey you know solange is a really good songwriter exactly, <laughs> exactly. and people don't give her flowers may no. i get to Anyway, may I give her the flowers she needs? But she's amazing, and yes. and she's also a good performer. She just has her own. She's her own person, her and own people identity. tried forever to exactly. like get her to be like Beyonce. She's like, like no, yeah. she just has her own thing going. Just take it as it is. Like some pop shit. She's actually like looking at the artistry of it all. The artistry, man. Her visuals are just crazy. I, 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 I just love her. Like everything she does. And it's not even a Tiastan thing. It's just because it's good. And when I watch it, I'm like, wow, I see what she did, did that because that's related to whatever. What, like, everything is is related. It's not just accident. Like, sure. And then, but a lot of people also forget. Like, okay, a lot of people are also signed to Walmart to producers um, and acknowledging them as their own people. But a lot of people forget that. Do you know what the artist would sound like without a song behind them? Mm. Like they wouldn't, the song wouldn't even exist because it's not like you write backwards, you know. Like you're writing, if you even though you write, you write thinking of a beat, who like, and then you go get it from from a producer, Mm. or you go to a producer and be like, okay, this is kind of the vibes I want, and then just go through their catalog, and then boom, you end up with a song. Um, either that or just start from scratch but at the end of the day it's just like do you know what you would sound like without a you sound stupid 100 same thing I say to filmmakers do you know how this film would sound without the only being mixed properly like the reason everyone's <laughs> exactly. like oh my god whoa and all that stuff is cause they, it's because of that. It's <laughs> all the post production that we did. Those explosions, they elicit something. And again, the song would be useless without the film, like the picture, because they make sense together. Yeah. So it's not, it's always collaboration. And that's the issue I have, man, with like a lot of us in this country. Like, bro, just collaborate. I mean, you won't die, it won't kill you, you just make it better. And it's a win win for everyone. When you can't just do it, what you can't, you can't do everything. I can't do everything. Like, I'm so glad I got... I started working with a lot of um, visual artists, like graphic designers. Mm. Um, and all the shows I've done in Australia, I think, except one, I've gotten graphic Kenyan graphic designers. Because it doesn't matter where you are, as long as the picture is great. Um, 
and it's dope that i just hit up someone on insta and i'm like yo i look through your stuff i think you can do me what i want i explained they're like cool, 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 cool. they go do their thing sometimes i don't even need to edit the draft right. is it i'm like okay that's the one maybe sometimes we'll tweak kidogo and then it's a thing and it's like i can't do that stuff like i have no skills but if i was there like okay let me just do this myself and it would, it would take me forever and it's just also maybe i could do it it wouldn't be as great as someone who's putting time and effort and energy and you know they know what they're doing so it's just great what you're saying about songwriters and knowing okay this is a person who will get me ready to go so let me yeah. just involve them in the process as opposed to like living there forever Yikes. ego gosh ego um, I'm gonna ask you a really cheesy question, which is like, how did you get into music? <laughs> um, damn. Uh, I'd say just through um playing guitar. Uh, cause I used to also carry my guitar around everywhere when I was in Brookhouse. Um, but um, yeah, like when I started learning guitar, I mean initially I started by learning piano, but then like I took a break from like learning stuff for years, maybe like six, six, yeah, around six years. And then like when I went to Brookhouse, I was just like, okay, cool. Um, let me let me pick up an instrument again. I would like I just really wanted to learn how to play the guitar for Lord knows what reason. I think it's because I used to listen to a lot of rock like at that time and even pre like prior to going to Brookhouse because um in before Brookhouse I was in Strathmore and you in Strathmore? Yeah. Wow, okay I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean That's was, I mean, a massive change first of all. Yeah. Strath to quite, Brookhouse. Quite. <laughs> but yeah, so there was nothing like, you know, learning how to play the guitar and in Strathmore, I was like, go play rugby or soccer or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I picked up the guitar and then I just really liked it. But even then, actually, how it started, um, the first guitar I picked up was some fake guitar that was at home. It was supposed to be a decoration. And I was really <laughs> out here, like, trying to play it. So, like, I forced issues and, like, I played it and tried to learn how to play stuff on that guitar mm. um, and then how to tune it. But then, obviously, now, by the time I was asking my mom for, like, a proper guitar, I was just like, dude, I mean, you've seen me struggle <laughs> with this damn... Like, have I not shown you that I really want to play guitar and it's not going to be a waste of money? Mm. So, yeah, um, I got a guitar, which is actually different. It's the first guitar oh, really? I ever got. Yeah. I also have the same one. Um, well, not the same one, but like my first one is the only one I have. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, that was actually before I got an electric guitar. But yeah, so I started learning with this guitar. I played, 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 played. Um, I think I learned guitar for about four years. Because now in year 13, I didn't really have time to learn guitar. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, uh, after that, I was just like, okay, cool. I want to do more than just learn how to play songs, like covers and everything. I actually want to like be able to make a song. And I was just like, okay, but I wouldn't want that song to be guitar only. I'd want it to be like 
you know have drums and synths and whatnot so i was just like hmm let me go look at how people make music because at that time i really didn't know i had no idea and i was like let's see let's let's look at these softwares people used to make music so obviously at the time dj khalid was popping i was like what, what? does dj khalid <laughs> use what does dj khalid use to make music and then i saw it fell um but actually started with the reason what's reason exactly <laughs> what is it i've I never heard of that one trash that's what it is reason is terrible as in it just looks like i'm dead. assuming it's, it's also fake yeah uh, well I, I think i pirated it a lot honest. of us pirated a lot of things but yeah i tried to use reason and it was just not it was not it it was not the one it has a lot of like very synthy things and it's like you know it's it's almost like a, like you know those modular like patch synths that's kind of like how it looks looks yeah as in like even on like if you like look at the mixer there's just a bunch of cables going oh. everywhere it's, it's almost as if it's like doing real patchwork but at the time i was like the hell is all i can this? imagine yeah. if that's your intro also yeah, yeah i was just like on. and then it just looks terrible so i was just like you know what let me just pick up i felt so i downloaded i felt and i was just like okay cool this is more understandable like you know and it, it's very colorful this is fun to work on um and then i just continued learning it inside and out at some point i stopped i gave up because i was like fuck this shit um and then uh i was just like nah let me just pick it up again but at the time i was just making house like that was what was popping like deep house mm. that was when i met yeah. kind of like khalid and chelsea yeah oh yes yeah, everyone was making deep house in fact i think everyone in my class who was a techie was doing that yeah. except me i don't know i just felt i felt very out of place in that class because <laughs> i think also i just didn't want to be a producer but i had to do the course because it was a course i was like i just want to do tech so but every in fact everyone who's in tech was a producer and that's what they wanted to do i was just like oh my god i'm struggling yeah but i remember that sorry go on yeah man <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I mean by the time I actually started making what I want to make and not necessarily thinking about what's popping now, I feel like that's when I really now got into music like properly. Everything else was just kind of like an intro and like, you know, me kind of understanding what tools i can use and understanding like um you know sound just through like be it playing the guitar just understanding melodies and structures of songs and stuff like that um and then me learning how to use fl through making house you know so now at that at that point i was like okay cool let me actually like just dive into like you know music and like the artistry of it rather than trying to copy this sound from this person and this sound from this mm. person it's like just find it so that's when i actually started like listening to a lot more music and um going back into older music um expanding into like listening to more like underground stuff that's not just underground house so like 
you know um hip-hop and like people who are just doing very alternative music because before i just used to rely on what my youtube gives me Mm. and then on soundcloud my whole catalog was just like housey so i had to like now dive in again and find like people who are doing like just cool shit Mm. like you know that sounds like stuff i haven't heard of before um because that was the aim like to people don't know what they like until they hear it so even if it's like a new genre people like wouldn't know that they like that genre if it's not made yet you know so it's just kind of like okay i don't necessarily have to like rely on what's what's out there now and like the most popping genres i could just like do me and then at some point you know if people like it then they'll like it because they're like damn i haven't heard music like this or damn this kid is interesting it's a new like take on on stuff so i started focusing on that way more yeah and actually like now working with like vocals and stuff because before with house it was just like a beat you know but i was just like okay let me learn how to work with vocals let me learn how to make space for them you know let me learn how to like open up space in the song um in terms of like not crowding it with too much so that they can be able to do stuff because before it was just working with like a lot of like lead synths like which would act as like now the main melody melody and the driver was just like nah so yeah it was an interesting switch but yeah that's how i got into music that was really interesting because how you described like creating space for vocals is literally how i learned how to create space for vocals by in a mix so as opposed to like adding 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 things it's like you find things you can take out and you know panning and all Mm. that stuff so i was like oh that took me back a bit but um yeah i think i can't remember the name of the ep it's literally out of my head but i know the cover art is like your face <laughs> the, the first one, one that you yeah and you know my best thing about the whole thing is when i figured out that you sample Bissonne nation in one of the songs yeah right i freak i don't know like i'd listened to it so many times and i think i figured it out like maybe even two years it was it was a while later i don't know if i told you but i feel like i did anyway but i just i was listening to that song again and i'm like <gasps> yep this some no nation and i was just like how did you just even get to be like that thing over there because uh, I um, i'd watched be some no nation and i was just like bro that movie was like it just moved me and then actually how i made the song is like pretty trippy because i was watching be some no nation and then i was supposed to go out with my cousin that night so then they got to the house when i was finishing the movie and i think it was maybe like around 6 p.m so we had like time where like i'd go leave the house at like eight rookie mistake i was very young <laughs> and why are you leaving the house at eight to go away when you're going for to a pre-game we're going to the club yeah. also nairobi like, Who the hell goes to the club at eight like everyone gets to the club at like 12 yeah 11 12 that's when people because everyone's at the pre-game um so anyway yeah so we're chilling we're chilling and then i finished watching the movie and then i'm like dude that movie really moved me but like let me just go back to the beginning because like i want to do something like with this feeling right so i was like 
huh, what can I do? What can I do? Like, I listened to now what they chose as theme songs, and I was like, no, it's trash. I don't want to like make something like that. Um, so I was just like, hmm, let me go back to the beginning because uh, whatever that little um snippet of like a what do you call it? what can I call it? Was it was like hand pattern it was a song yeah, but it he was, was like a song but it was just kind of like his body yeah, as percussion. exactly recently because i just it's a really difficult movie to watch um yeah, it, dude so i can't watch it the yeah. point i when i watched it it was way after the ep came out but it hadn't even hit uh. me like i didn't connect then i think i listened later and i'm like wait i've had this summer before and i tripped <laughs> i'm like how did this guy sample because samples for me is like yeah you sample a song like you know a lot of samples of course you can sample speeches and it was a freaking movie i'm like now you've explained the whole process and i see how you really went and got it but that's it for me it was just that part it really blew my mind and i think you know you're talking about making timeless music before 
I think that track even in like 10 years will still will still stand strong because so. it's like it's just cool it's so cool also, like i listened to it the other day and i was like damn i haven't heard the song in a while and like um where my head is at right now and the things like i know and i do i'm like damn this is a really like cool concept because i had totally forgotten and like where my mind is at now like there's some things i ordinarily like wouldn't do like that anymore mm. but from this from the perspective of i wouldn't think of doing that so it's pretty dope to like go back and to be able to even like enjoy my old stuff because i'm just like damn i wouldn't do that now sometimes i'm like this is me because sometimes <laughs> right now like i've gotten so like technical like some parts have gotten so technical mm. and then when you're trying to focus on also just being like business minded and like um you know it kind of affects the process because there's something there's a different angle you start leaning towards in terms of this is not south africa or like the uk or the states where i can find like my little niche like i have to really purposefully um create a new sound that does doesn't compromise on the artistry but it's still able to you know keep me fed yeah <laughs> you know so um <laughs> yeah. it's just kind of like looking at using like the source of what makes me alternative and kind of like molding it and allowing it to take different shape and form um because at that time i was still trying to find my sound and i was still experimenting with it a lot so yeah, I totally forgot. And like for me to want to, even like right now, for me to want to sample something that badly is rare. But when I do end up feeling like that, like I always end up making something dope because I'm like, nah, nah, I really like, I, I've seen, I've seen the, the holes in which I can, you know, go around that sample. Yeah. Um, and where to put what. Because a lot of times you can sit down and go through like hundreds of samples and you're just like, nah, this won't work, this won't work. Well, for what you're trying to do, it's like it's just not speaking to you. Yeah. But by the time I'm downloading a whole movie. <laughs> my yeah, you, it's spoken. And I think also, because you released that EP, I think after, it was after high school. I know, I left high school a bit early. Yeah, it was just after high school, that summer. Yes, and I think I knew you were interested in music, but unfortunately, I didn't take you that seriously. Well, Daisy, I don't know. I just didn't know if it's something that you wanted to do or it was like an interest that you had. Not that I didn't know you were great. I don't even think I listened to your stuff that much. Like yeah. I hear snippets um, or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, Stitchy likes music. He likes producing. That's what he does. Yeah. So when you released a whole EP, I was like, okay, this guy was not joking. Like he actually... In my head, I was like, when did you make a whole EP? Because you were in year 13. I'm I, like made it, I, made, <laughs> I made that EP like when um, I was actually supposed to be reading for exams. But I'd read at night in boarding or like in the morning or like over the weekends. Like I'd always find like different times to read. But then now during the day, that period we're given to study for exams was like two months. I was just in the in the classrooms, the designated classrooms. I was there with my laptop. Everybody is out here typing. I don't know what for psychology, what word. I'm just, uh, jamming, making beats. <laughs> I was making mad beats. I I made so much music. Like I don't even think I, I work like that now. Mm. But then it was also just like a a way of getting out of 
you know the pressure of like school and like just really feeling like i'm being driven insane by exams and whatnot i was just like nah dude like i feel like making a beat right now i'll just make it i'll just catch up later because at at that point when you get to that point it's just like you can't really force things into your brain like you yeah. really have to just be able to understand it so if i end up burning out then i'm just like okay cool let me just not cram things so then now i'll start mixing it with different information or forgetting what i've just done like this past hour because i'm trying to like make things overflow so it's like okay cool let me just produce and then when you're producing time flies so it's yeah. just like before you know it yeah, it's lunchtime mm. you know and then okay cool you go for lunch i come back i'll study study and then i'm like okay cool wait i have an idea for that song i was producing earlier I, before you know it is home time you know so yeah. it's just like that just kept going but um during prep like since we had like you know dedicated time for prep and boarding um it was very easy to like just for end up finding time to read um and balance it but you know a lot of people were shocked and i was like if you want it bad enough <laughs> you'll just you'll do it you'll, you'll do find a way that's dope i'm glad you did because i mean we got but i was shook i was like oh this guy was legit <laughs> like he really really wanted to do this thing and the ep was cool and i was like i and that and i guess now i'm seeing things in hindsight i'm like okay this makes a lot of sense because i don't know what time you when you got the time but i guess you create time and things happen and now you're Sichangi. Okay, you've always been Sichangi. Wow. Uh, but you know what I mean. Like, I know what you mean. You ended up here and now you're an engineer or doing engineering rather and all this other stuff that you're doing. Um, how did you get into DJing though? Was it through producing? Or is it something you were just interested in and you're like... Because I've always wanted to DJ. And for me, it was... Oh, gosh. Every time that I told people I was doing audio engineering because they didn't know what that was, they were like, oh, like a DJ. I'm like, no. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> It is not what? like a DJ. Not in fact, all. very, very different from DJing. And I always wanted to DJ still. So I'm like, you know what? I wish I could. So I can just explain. And I always had to explain to people how it's not DJing at all. Because people not. do. And I, and I know producers get that sometimes also. They're like, yeah. oh, it's like everyone just equates everything to DJing. I'm like, that's an entire skill set. Like, very separate. Well, For sure. Yeah, they're related. Some things are the same, but very different very different i mean um actually the the reason i told myself to become a dj was because i was like okay cool producing's fun but how am i gonna you know create like an identity beyond that and now even start really getting my production out there um and at some point i was like i want to perform because you know i'm i'm not a at that time i wasn't you know vocal i was just mainly producing and then i get someone else to do the vocals and stuff so i was like performing seems fun like people who have like all the vi- actually most of the videos like on their youtube is how they were performing here how they're performing there mm. and like the sets would be lit so i said okay cool let me learn how to dj and then start DJing, you know, in different places. 
so that by the time I'm weaving now my music into those sets, then it's not just I'm not just any other DJ. Like people are actually coming to see me play because they know that I'm gonna play like a lot of different things and then also kind of make the set my own. Um, so that's why I started DJing and I was like, okay, cool. Let me actually now plan myself and like the, my clubs and everything and kind of gain, you know, um, fans just in the sense of they like like the type of music I play. And then I eventually, by the time I'm trying to get my music heard, my own music heard, I would have built like a certain, you know, um, reputation as a DJ or this kind of DJ. So that's how it started. And then that wasn't satisfying enough. I love DJing. But then now I'm just like, okay, cool. I'll always mix like a couple of my songs into the set. But at the same time, I, it's not enough for me to just dj my music so that's why now i added like now being more outspoken and deciding to you know become a writer um and just grow into my voice um because at some point the first time i the first project that i launched properly was the the project greatness at blankets and that was dope but then it was more like the stuff was half live mm. so i got a band to deconstruct like the album with and um we deconstructed it and made it like just a whole different life set um but um i was on stage not necessarily you know rapping and stuff because i was only i think i only rapped on one song that project um, one or two songs so yeah I was just like having fun on stage but I was like now nah, I need like more stage presence like I need to actually like mm. you know be able to hold people's attention instead of just be there introducing people you know and jumping on stage yeah. or around the stage and triggering like the songs that were now for the half-life and everything so yeah I mean it's just very like finding ways to like branch out to different things um within that performance aspect because i still have a lot of fun djing like djing is a lot a lot of fun if you found the right music because now also just the amount of creep digging you have to do yeah because all your sets can't be the same well they can but my name is not let me not <laughs> <laughs> let me not add people mm. but yeah um it's really fun um just being able to like command a crowd but without necessarily having to like talk and stuff it's like just see the effect of music like yeah you know and how like the songs you're choosing to mix together um you know it's just it's a it's a really dope feeling just to see people respond well of course it can also go left still in the sense of people be like the hell is this he playing but that's just nairobi that's the sadness of nairobi yeah people yeah. like when they let people want to hear songs that are familiar to them don't care about like 
you know some new hard song or if it's a remix they want it to be like a remix of like some old song but now it's a dope remix of an old song i'm just mm. like okay yeah this is that but like dude there's so much new music that's dope that's coming out yeah. and all you guys just you're not happy because you can't sing along oh my god yes <laughs> i'm like are you mad like the best thing for me is um when I hear a song I don't know but I really vibe with, especially from a DJ, because I'm like Shazam, Shazam, but you yeah. can't because it's the mix that the DJ has done. So it's like, oh, I can't even find the song. I have to go to the DJ and be like, yo, what was that song that exactly. sounded like this, like this, like this? And they tell me. But it's just so cool when that happens because it's something I don't know and it's really nice and I just want to know who that person is and where you found it and stuff like that. And you're right. Like, I think the atmosphere we've created in Nairobi is... <sighs> Afrobeat, man. <laughs> like, I don't mind it. And Afrobeats, I should say, because Afrobeat is something different. But it's just like, bro, why are you playing the same? Nikki Tokahapa, I go to the next place. It's like, you guys are like, okay, here's the template. Just shuffle it and don't start with the song. And then you start with the song. And then you can start with the other one. And I'll go to every venue and it's like, oh, God. I can't even escape the venue because I don't like the music and go to another one and find something different because it's the same thing. And it's just, it's very limiting also to like, People who want to just do now the outside of the box. Because then, like what you're saying before, like have people like managers or in venues who are like, Z, this is what the people want. And um, I've said this before, like I feel even for radio when they do that stuff, it's like, bro, you're the radio. Whatever you play is what people will hear. Like, exactly. stop saying people don't want to hear it. They'll hear what you want them to hear exactly. and they will grow. If you play it a couple of times and if the thing is good, it's good. Like, you'd rather play it, it's work, and then they're like, yo, stop playing that song. If they call in and they say, we don't like that song, then you stop. Yeah. But stop telling people what they want and you haven't even tried exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, it's just ah. you who wants to hear that and then everybody has to listen to that because you want to hear it. And it's annoying because, oh God, like I feel like we also don't have enough music venues that are just for gigs as opposed to clubbing. We have clubs that are trying to be music venues where it's like you can come and perform here. But it's not a venue, it's a club. And okay, if you want to play club music, play club music, which also can change. Um, but we don't have venues that are there for artists. It's like... I've done curating before for like events and stuff and you know some will give you they'd be like this is what we're trying to get so then you find artists who fit whatever the template is others are just like the gig is from this time to this time this is a budget do whatever you want and that's the best one ever because then you can do so many things um, but I often find like you know the audience that comes first of all I don't know them and the, well the last show that I did in Feb most of the people who came, they knew of, some knew of the people who were performing, so they came to see um, either as fans or friends or whatever. But the people, it was in a park, like in a botanical garden. What's it called? Gosh, I don't remember. How do I not remember? <laughs> I was there like a, it's the park opposite NGV, if you live in Melbourne. It just slipped my mind. But there were people who were just in the park, and they were like, oh, they came because they had the music. And it was just a chill thing. I can come. It was free. You could just sit and listen. And so many people were like, yeah, we just came because it sounded nice and we had nothing to do. So we came. Yeah. And those are the people. That's it. Like once someone says, I didn't know what I was coming, what I was expecting. I just came and it was good. Yeah. It's great because now they've experienced the artist also live. And that's different from just listening to the artist like on 
Spotify or whatever. Exactly. Because it's a different, it's an experience. It's a very, it's a very different experience. Because for me, there's definitely artists who um, I've dis- I've listened to before, and then uh, I didn't really like, get like get into their music, and then I'll see them play live. And I'm like, wait, whoa, what song is this? Like, I, I thought I listened to that project properly. And then you go back and you're just like, oh, okay, cool. I can see how they made, like, a version for live. Because when you're, when you're doing something live, it's not supposed to sound necessarily like what's on the album. Mm. Obviously, it depends on the budget of the show. Because if you're, playing, if you're paying me stuff for playback, as in, like, if you give me something like 10 G. I'm only gonna give you playback. Not that you know I would even accept ten G's. It's yeah. Rude. Okay. Rude. You've had. <laughs> but um, yeah. If you if you give me something cheap, then I mean I can't get a band because I need to pay the band to practice mm. and I need to pay them on the day of the gig and everything. So, but in those situations where it's their show or like you know they've been able to come out with their band then i'm just like okay cool this is different because i'm not paying to listen to what i can listen to at home like i want uh, a different feeling like make me understand how you feel when you play this song mm. because as an artist like it's uh, i mean as as the audience it's important to know even how your favorite artist really meant meant you to feel and everything or it's trying to make you feel and you can do that in many different ways just that like what's come out is just the the best arrangement for something that's supposed to go on radio or something that's supposed to be played along with other music but sometimes if it if it were up to them they'd just you know um have like the live version you know um instead of the other arrangement that's now like a radio edit or whatnot so that's why a lot of artists like will release a live album after they release their album because they're just like nah dude it's also a very different it's a very different feeling yeah i think even my entry to engineering is i really enjoy doing live studio sessions I'm just not good in the box, and the people who are just and by box I mean like working on your computer or yeah. like a a door. Um, so when I'm producing, I'm just really good at producing live. So when I work with like a band who's recording, and that's so I enjoy doing recording engineering because then I get to sit in also as I guess an a producer to some extent. Obviously, depending on what the artist wants. So they're like, oh, what do you think? Then you can say what you think. Because <laughs> when you're there as a recording engineer, you're working to record. Yeah. If they don't ask for your advice, shut up. Because it's not a session. But I enjoy those moments. And I'm like, oh, what if you did this, 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 this? And I'm just really good at that. But when it comes to like a door and you're giving me Ableton, I will just freeze. <laughs> because it's not my it's not my realm. Like I just don't flourish over there. And I've acknowledged that I just know how to not do that. <laughs> um maybe with time also it takes practice and whatever but if your heart's not in something it's just not um yeah and you know even what you're saying what you said was really important the budget that you're given the budget because even for that show i booked in i just really like that band they're so cool um i saw them perform once and i was like i need to book these guys for a gig when i can afford them because i didn't have money so when the opportunity came i was like yes but even when i gave them the quote they were like 
no i asked them what's your rate so they gave me and i and then um i was not the one doing the budgeting i was just curating for that one so they were just like you hit up the artist let them tell you their fees and then you tell us their fees and then we see if it's reasonable with us we work which is the best way i think yeah. like it's just don't limit the artist also but to give them that window to be like mm, this amount of money will only give you a b c d so if you're happy yeah, with that exactly. that's what will happen yeah. um so they gave me a quote but it was way above the budget <laughs> so we reached a halfway compromise and then i just said to them like hi i really want you to play and i understand like it's this much this is how much i have and they were like yeah, it's cool we can just play as opposed to playing a four band people we'll play a three people band and i was like that works and they have a system it's because and i could tell okay they're professional but i could also tell it's something they've done before where it's like they have conjured themselves to be able to work as three people as opposed to four people and it doesn't kill the performance in fact if you don't know there's four people in the band yeah you wouldn't you still wouldn't know that there's someone (laughs) missing that was so cool though shout out cool out son they're cool um no pun intended (laughs) but yeah i think in, when it comes to money, also some people just give you ridiculous budgets and their vision is like million dollar. So how do you want flip, me to give you that? Fireworks. Ah, even from a producer perspective, me I've been to and I'm like, uh, it's very difficult to execute this vision with what you're giving me. Scale down and then they don't scale down. So it's like, I can't help you the way you think. Exactly. Like now you're asking me to reach. Because also, and here's another thing I guess for artists, like being a on the producer side where i guess i've had to like also double i'm not a promoter something i'm interested to learn about though but when you ask someone this is what i hate we've agreed fine you're doing this thing and i've told you this is what i need from you bam 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 i need this by friday right i've been enough time even a whole week and then you're not sending me stuff now me i'm not paid for that time i'm following you up for like another two weeks because when I'm following up for two weeks, you're, you, there's something you're dragging behind. Either it's the poster, because you've not sent me your image. Am I, it's the, I don't know, the post, the social. Like, there's something dragging. And it's like, don't make me now, as in, follow you everywhere because you know I need you to give me this thing. And if you don't give me, it doesn't work. I really hate that. So if you're an artist, just know. It pissed me off. It, it happened to one person. And I was I was just pissed off because then for me I was like I wouldn't want to work with this person again. But he's an amazing musician and performer. I was just like, Unaribu, because you're you're great. And you just needed to do one thing and now you have me chasing you down for a whole three weeks for something that took you two minutes to do. You know, it it just it's not nice. It's not nice. So don't do it. Even it was my turn of that. But I really clearly have my goods from that time. It worked out as a great gig when it was. Um, anyway, pay people what they deserve and went to big shows, put in big money. Don't leave with the artists. Um, yeah, and I think also something you mentioned, I can't remember if you said this before here or off air or whatever. Like, don't control also. If you're giving artists control, give them control. Don't be like, hey, um, can you do this like this? No, that's where people go wrong. It's just let the artist do what they when you book someone also you understand where you're booking someone yeah. and you have an understanding of you know before you reach that point where you're like okay you're doing the gig mm. there's enough room for you to say your queries and for the artist to be like okay i can't give you that or i can give you that so once you've agreed period it's now them to do their thing and obviously if they don't deliver then that's another situation you can deal with after but i think it's really bad when you control when there's so much control and I guess from an engineer perspective, 
I hate it when I'm doing actually from a sound designer perspective when people ask me to do things and I'm like okay and then I do it and then they're like no what if you do it like this so even if I do mixing sessions I don't have the artist in the space mm. like I'll do it I'll send it to you then if you have any queries we deal with the queries but say to you there you're like ah uh-uh, what if you use that compressor not that one the other one it's like bro you gave me the job cuz you thought I could do it like let me do the job if you're not happy with it then you know we can work from there Ugh, i just hate micromanagement is what i'm saying i know so it's it's very what's the right word um regressive because it kills your psyche as an artist to actually now finish whatever you've been paid for so it's just kind of like if i don't have the space to work as an artist then why why am i even doing this cuz creativity is not something that you can just dictate like a lot of the times you have to let the idea dictate where you're going rather than you telling the idea where to go yeah 100 it does a lot <laughs> and i think that's what people don't see they're seeing a dj so then they're seeing you you're patching things up and you're playing music like this like this like this but this guy went and did research like there's so much behind that you're erasing like it's not just the technical parts that you see like there's so much brain and creative things that are happening before you get your show exactly. and so you you're just seeing the show and i remember saying to someone like no one goes to the concert and they're like i wonder how that lenare got there <laughs> but it's like someone like me probably did it but no one cares about that stuff and they came to see the act and they did it but you know without all that stuff there's no there's no concert there's no nothing and that's okay like if you don't think about that but then don't diminish that that brain work and you know that work that went behind putting stuff like that together because it's not just knowledge and skill it's you have to be creative i mean problem solving exactly. shit so even someone <laughs> can come to, to you and ask you oh can the liner can the be sideways cuz i want it to be like that it's kind of cool and you're like not going to work for the space mm. and then it's like no but can't you just look up paying you so you owe me as supposed to be i'm like no you paid me to do a good job not to do what you want exactly exactly and also ooh that has just reminded me something i feel like also a lot of venues in kenya or clubs or whatever now they're called just has really bad equipment then now you make the performer look bad cuz then your equipment is bad even the engineer can't save you like if the equipment is bad there's very little you can do to save the show and i just hate it when i'm seeing such you know someone is doing such a great job and great they put in work i love when i'm let down cuz you just couldn't hire equipment for the night exactly as in or just you know like figure out how to replace equipment and take care and the problem is people don't hire professionals yeah they just take shortcuts and the shortcuts hey what the shortcuts will cost you cuz then now it's it it pains me that was actually one of the reasons i really wanted to learn how to do live sound cuz i'm like this is trash yeah, this dude, is trash like, just uh, someone doesn't even know how to deal with something like feedback panic panic at the disco <laughs> at the disco it's <laughs> 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 not just a band it's a real thing it's a real thing and this are the small i keep people take these things for granted but it's not cuz i i will never oh how much to mention the venue 
you know what i'll just let that story slide because i think yeah let me not give them bad <laughs> bad press i'll tell you that after we start mm. recording um i wanted to ask you what is your experience at red bull because you're the only other kenyan artist who's done red bull mm-hmm. like there's only two and the other one is uh blinky bill um it was really dope to be honest um it was eye-opening in the sense of me knowing my worth mm. um because i had come from an environment where i'm just very used to how artists are treated um in kenya and like the type of things that you're given um and you know just like the type of respect that's given to you is very different because over here it's kind of just like if you're an artist then you know you're just unless you're like popping you know like really popping then you're just like a next man so in the sense that when i went to uh, for rbma um like the the things that they catered for um were very just you know there were like certain basic things that you would expect but not as a Kenyan like Kenyan makes you stop mm. expecting those things so even just something like proper accommodation um and you know like food wise like they really like did and they didn't even go all out to make it worse you know it's just yeah. like they did what they were meant to do but i had to understand that they're meant to do that for me as a kenyan i was like wow these people are so nice no. they did the most <laughs> no 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 no, no. that's not even, yeah that's what they're supposed to do mm. so it was really dope um and then also just getting to be in an environment where i can just create and there's like an uh, you know almost infinite amount of resources around you be it digitally or like physically because a lot of times like the the aim is to put you in a space where you can't say oh I don't have access to this so I can't you know create so if you've created with already whatever little you have at home um by the time now you're coming to our be amazing they're just like you clearly just need a space to get out your ideas you know properly yeah. So yeah it was dope um the creative freedom was dope and you know the activities you become engaged in and just working with different artists and you know getting that mutual respect cuz no one necessarily feels like they're better than the other cuz you all do different things like mm. it was just a mix of people who sing people who can play instruments like wild you know um people who can play multiple instruments to an insane level um people who are mostly into just like you know synth work and all that stuff or even drumming so it was crazy it was just like a a huge mix of different people but who are just unique in the way that they create so it was super dope to be in an environment like that as opposed to Kenya where you're just like man you know like where's the artistry or even by the time you find someone else who's dope they also have like a small setup mm. you know so it's just like being in a in a space where you could just like really get your ideas out was dope 
really dope. Where was your academy? It was in Berlin, in Germany. Ooh. So a friend of mine, oh gosh, he didn't wasn't there for IBMA. But he went to Germany last year. Last year? I think so. He went with Gote though. But he was the only Kenyan who went there. Um he's a producer. Wow, okay. He's a producer. <laughs> I just realized there's so many parallels on so similar. Um and for him, like I was asking him what his experience was like and um oh he's called Kilihibi. He was also on one of these episodes. And he was like it was it was interesting because I could say my ideas to people there and they're like, Yeah, yeah this is dope. We can do it like this, like this. But then when he's here, it's like everyone's like, What kind of ideas? It's so outside of everyone's else's scope. That they make him feel like now there's something wrong with your yes, idea. Like yeah. Um, or like you need to tone down your overachieving and all that stuff. Um, yeah, and he he was saying to me like even now because he's still in touch with some of those folks and everyone who came for that particular program was from different countries. Um, even when they're talking and you know he just sends them stuff it's like what do you think? The reception is very different, and. Like his album, first of all, his album was so dope, and it featured like so many Kenyan artists, so many, and it just reminded me of what you're saying. Like you have to know who suits what and when, not just you sing on the song. It just, yeah, and that's what I saw in that project. Um, but again, resources outside of his setup at home, you know, it's one of those things you're like, you said even if you're sending a track to someone. What if they're a singer, but they don't have a mic? Mm. You know, stuff like that. Like, oh my God, it'd be really good. Oh and, um, you know, things even as easy as transport. Man. Exactly. <laughs> if the singer doesn't have a mic, then they'll be like, okay, where do you usually record? Can I come record where you record? And then it's just like, yeah, okay, sure. Then they'll be like, oh, but I don't have, like, you know, transport and whatnot. So... You end up having to do like the most as opposed to like as compared to like you know these other places where it's getting a setup isn't even that expensive in the first place getting a really decent setup is not expensive because also with the way you're progressing you end up you know being funded by now all these little little shows that you're doing and this niche audience is like even just a hundred people but they're so committed as in like if you have a show every month they'll pull up yeah you know and you're charging something like you know twenty dollars for a ticket you know yeah so that eventually just ends up like funding you know all the all the little things that yeah, you wouldn't necessarily be able to get for as cheap in Nairobi or by the time you're even doing a show like that mm. you know it's crazy because it's even hard it's hard to throw your own shows yes you know it's really hard to throw your own shows and like unless it's like some you know someone's backyard you're doing it in someone's backyard or something there's not that many like what you were saying earlier there's not that many spaces for somebody to even individually be like, hey, okay, yeah, I want to have my show here. This is what I'll commission you. Mm. Like, it's it's really hard to reach out to some of these, the managers for certain places, even like certain bars. Mm. Um, it's just crazy because they just want the usual Friday DJ to come and play Chungulo. And <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yes, and I feel also the relationship between venues and artists is not mutually beneficial most of the times. Is f- 
from I've, again i've not interacted with many venues and but they're not they're not built for artists they mm-hmm. they're built to extort artists in yeah. the sense that they're not taking money from you but they're not giving you the money you deserve yeah. in the sense that if this is my show we have to split the tab at the bar because these people have come because I am here. Yeah. And I guess the other ones are just collateral. They just happen to be like in this place of yours and they came. But you know, stuff like that that needs to happen. And I think a lot of it is just lack of knowledge. Yeah. Quite frankly, before I went to Australia, I didn't know all the stuff. And I just learned because I was involved in it For because sure. of being an engineer or like being an artist. Even stuff like being an engineer and you know, when there's maybe the in-house is not there and you're filling in how to negotiate your rates exactly what does that mean do i need to come and set up i mean everything is set up and i'm just coming to start because if i'm setting up stuff then we need to negotiate how you need to charge you know my rate is different because yeah. then this is not my job it's a techie job so now i'm doing engineering and techie yeah. and that knowledge the people who are involved in making these things happen don't even have that knowledge exactly and it's not as difficult as going to a school it's as easy as doing google research and talking to people who know and also employ people who know <laughs> and <laughs> and sure. consulting like i tell people consulting is a key you don't for need to sure. hire me just yeah. you know hire me for like two three hours i give you training i love when now you practice like that's consultation i'm not your in-house person exactly. i just have a skill i just have knowledge and i need to impart that on someone else so they understand how to do the job but man artists are ripped off so much and it pains Holy. me a lot because even the artists don't know and i think now people just need to be even you now you need to figure out how to not get shortchanged because yeah <laughs> especially now you see when it comes to something like uh even producing for someone else or mm. like someone else who's about to pitch that album and then like get an advance for it it's just like i also have to figure out you know how not to be shortchanged from that angle because mm. some people can just be like yeah but you're just a producer i'm not you know i'm not splitting um the songs we did evenly like i'm like what do you mean mm. how can it not be even as in i'm an artist that you stupid like i purposefully know that like i know for a fact that you saw me as an artist right beyond mm. production and that's why we worked together yeah right so man it's crazy because you see those are the same people who can be complaining that oh the industry um has put me through a lot and like you know they're just like been oppressing and whatnot and then you get to a point where that that happens and they're like oh yeah but your producer this is what happens this is a producer standard i'm like so now mm. you're quoting the same industry that's been putting you down read really serious read <laughs> are you for real i see that i see and i i've seen that out of frustration people get to that point because of frustration yeah but it's like if you you have your standard for example the artists you know you can't even approach if you're not together because even them will be like i've worked so much harder to get here and it's not even a matter of time it's not necessarily a matter of it's it's the little things you're saying you know your worth so you approaching me you already came to me knowing like wagon this is what i came to you because of this this is this and that mm. Kwani, that 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 and that just came like 
as in there's so much work that was put behind that like uh, it's like going to now which example can i even use i can't because i don't be that person <laughs> <laughs> no at least musioka i think people know him a lot you know by the time you're going there you can't go there to without fees see when you know this guy's put in a lot of work and i mean he's been in this industry forever like you going there is because you know the the catalog he's done and it's not like how many it's how good yeah. he is as opposed to how many he's done you mm. can have done many things and they're not great exactly you know it's just and that and because he has many good things is because he improves so even you if you come to me now then it i'll give you as an engineer maybe in two years will be completely Very different because i've grown as in my skill set in the things i'm doing so how am i supposed to charge you the same price i was charging you quote years ago and i put in work hey people get it together get it together anyway we can yeah i think that's something a lot of people here don't know but artists just know your rights not right like just figure out things for yourself and learn how to negotiate i think i learned through just being in the spot of like I've had there was only one special incident where someone approached me without money but they gave me something mm. that I thought was of more value than money which yeah. they didn't have so that's the other thing like it can be frustrating when you're like oh shit I have no money but you have to give someone value for them giving you their value yeah. no you're worth but don't don't be a dick about it yeah. like don't get a big head about it especially that thing for ownership like mm. you know i've had stories because of producers like you've sold your things and now you own nothing mm. and i think also we have a culture of like my cousin used to work for um someone oh gosh like a production place where it's like you come and your work is to produce music and then they sell you music and i remember he just approached he just wanted better he's like yo i'm better than this like i make you guys hits you pay me a salary My song is doing great, but it's your name on top of that song. But without me, that song would not be where it's at. Yeah. And it was a back and forth because these people didn't even want to give him a raise. And he was like, it's not worth it. He left. So now, people would go and look for him. They don't find him. They go to him. And it's because he realized his worth is so much greater than these people were seeing. And he's he's put in so much than how much whatever amount is being paid for just you know and it's not even being appreciated for it at the very least um and gatekeepers will always be there i mean they're everywhere not just in kenya so you, l- you have to learn how to also create your own path as opposed to just being sad and frustrated and oh my god i can't do anything like just figure out what, what you how to use what you have to do whatever you're doing um yeah that's something in this nairobi you need to figure out because if you're relying on people at those gates you will be behind them for a very long time and it's annoying like i mean it shouldn't happen but it happens but you know what i hate oh gosh this is the one thing i hate people who take advantage of the work you've put in yeah. so i'll use myself maybe um maybe because i know it's changi so now everywhere i go is i want something but at least sichangi to get something yeah even when sichangi doesn't know i know what you and mean. it's like don't ride on someone's hard work they they worked hard for it's not for you to go and ride that wave yeah 
that's annoying. That's rude. That's bad. It's just incorrect. For sure. It's so incorrect. Oh God. I've had that so many times about other people, especially. I guess it's everywhere, but I've had that a lot in Australia. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, everywhere. see, let let her shine. She worked hard for this thing. Just don't ride that wave. Find yeah. your own thing and then ride that wave of your own thing. It's just your work. Don't steal. Anything you didn't work for yeah. is not yours. Um, yeah, dude. Find your thing. Yeah, I guess that's it. Do you have anything to add? Special anecdotes? <laughs> <Not> <laughs> the really. wise things that people would say. The um, egg, yeah. Drink more water. <laughs> drink more water. <laughs> and stay out of Corona, man. Yeah. Just hide. I sanitize just FYI before I came out. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. And um, catch the next, the next one next time <laughs> <laughs> thanks to uh, Changi though for giving me your time for giving me your time and you know for, for hosting for hosting me in your space as well yeah. I appreciate it that's it